0: As you heard, aches and pains on aromatase inhibitors like vasomotor symptoms or hot flashes are part of the lives of some, perhaps many, women on endocrine therapy and specifically aromatase inhibitors. A stunning new paper in The Lancet by Cusick et al. now shows that perhaps women who experience these side effects actually are deriving more benefit from treatment, specifically fewer relapses. It'll be interesting to see how this new data set affects clinical management in the next few years, but for another perspective on this issue, I met with another of Dr. Vogel's patients, a 56-year-old woman who was initially treated five years ago with fac adjuvant chemotherapy followed by long-term endocrine treatment. To begin, the patient described her life situation at first diagnosis.
1: I had just become an assistant principal, so I was just pursuing administration for my position. I was a teacher prior to that, so it's my first year of becoming an assistant principal. So life for me was pretty good. I found a lump in my breast, and I said to my husband, I feel a lump in my breast, and, you know, he didn't pay me much attention, and he said, well, we'll go to the doctor and check it out. And my doctor tried to do the needle biopsy, and he couldn't draw fluid out of it, and he said, you know, let me send you to a surgeon. So I did the biopsy. And a couple of days after that, the doctor called me back for the results of the test. And I can remember, it's like you have that out of body kind of experience because my mind was processing it. But, you know, it was hard for me to believe because he said, yes, you have a invasive ductal carcinoma, you know, the very, very technical kind of where I was like, did he just say I had breast cancer? You know, because after that, I don't remember. Can you talk
0: about what your experience was with the chemotherapy?
1: Well, chemotherapy is frightening for anyone. First of all, you don't know what to expect. And nurses and all of the techs were very compassionate, and they made it easier. So based
0: on the input that you got, what were you expecting from chemotherapy, and what was it actually like?
1: Well, you know, I've seen movies and I've known people who's been on, I had a coworker once who was on chemotherapy and she talked about being sick all the time and the vomiting, the sickness. So I was pretty afraid to do it. In addition, and you know, I knew I was going to lose my hair, but I was more afraid of the sickness and the side effects because what I was told chemotherapy does, it kills all your fast growing cells, the fastest growing cells, and then your body rejuvenates and grows new cells. But in the, Process that some of your good cells might be damaged. So it was the unknown. Like anything else, you're kind of reserved about the unknown.
0: What was the experience actually like?
1: I never got sick during chemotherapy, not once.
0: And so you didn't feel sick? Were you able to work? Or did you want to work?
1: I didn't want to work. I thought that if I had to get better, that I needed to take some time for myself. So I took the semester off from work.
0: And what did you feel like during the time that you were getting chemotherapy, and what were you doing? With my personal life? Yeah, you weren't working, so what were some of the things you were doing?
1: Well, funny you should ask. Just before I started chemotherapy, my mother and father were about to celebrate their 50th wedding anniversary, and I had promised my dad and my mom that we would have this big 50th wedding anniversary party for them. And just before I started my chemotherapy, I told my mom I'm going to be taking some time off from work, and she said to me, Well, you're still going to have the party for us, aren't you? And I can recall looking at her as I'm going through cancer and you want me to plan a party. But it was the best thing for me. And that's what I did.
0: You still were on chemo when the party occurred?
1: I think I just finished up. How was it? It was wonderful. It was the best thing we've done for my parents, especially my father died a couple of years afterwards. And it's still the the most exciting thing that's happened to my mom. She still talks about it. So I was glad I was able to do that.
0: Let's talk a little bit about the hormone therapies that you've had. What was the tamoxifen like?
1: The only side effect from the tamoxifen that I can remember was a discharge. It gave me like a pasty discharge that I really did not like. But, you know, I kind of dealt with that. Were you having menstrual periods at that time? Not after I started chemotherapy. I did up until the time I started chemotherapy.
0: So you were having regular menstrual periods, you started the chemotherapy, and the period stopped.
1: Yeah, and I started with hot flashes. How can I forget that?
0: Were they pretty disturbing? Yes. So how long did you take the tamoxifen? Five years. And what was that five years like, taking the tamoxifen?
1: It didn't interrupt my life other than, as I said, the discharge. I was able to function. I never had any pain or any other side effects that interrupted my life so i was able to take the medication
0: so you took the tamoxifen for five years and then at that point you stopped it and you started taking the femara or letrozole what was that like
1: i did not like it at all as a matter of fact i took myself off of it i don't know what was going on with me at that particular time because i do have arthritis in my knees but it was to the point where I had poor quality of life. I woke up one day, and my legs were just aching, the bones, the knees, everywhere. And I could barely walk. And so I said, you know, something's not right. It might be the medication. So I stopped the medication. I did not take it anymore. And then I had to wait for my next appointment. When I went to Dr. Vogel, I said, I got off the Famara." Too many things were going on with my body. I couldn't tell what was going on. I wasn't having a good quality of life, and I got better. But then after my girlfriend was ill and I went to Dr. Vogel, he said, if you don't get on the FOMAR, maybe we need to try something else. Let's try the Arimidex, and if that doesn't work, then maybe we can go back to the tamoxifen. So I've been on Arimidex now for probably two years.
0: Now, have you had any problems on the Anastrozole, the Arimidex? No.
1: None whatsoever. Hmm. Nothing.
0: Any problems?
1: No discharge, because I thought it would be similar to the tamoxifen. I haven't noticed anything.
0: How has this whole experience affected you as a person and the way you see yourself?
1: Well, just by my personality, I was not going to let cancer stop me from living my life. As long as I had an ounce of oxygen flowing in, I was going to live. So... When I took the five months off for myself, I said, this is time for me to get better. And at the time, the first thing you think about when you get cancer is that my life is over. And I had that moment. It's like, oh, I'm not going to see my children grow up. I'm going to miss my son graduating from college, and my daughter's graduating, and my daughter's still in school, and, you know, I'm not going to be there for them. My personality was, I'm going to fight. So even though I took off, I was in a principal internship. I called and asked if I could stay in because I was going to drop out. It meant that I had to do meetings once a month and I had to do projects so that I can stay in the internship. And nobody was going to say to me, no, you're a breast cancer, but you can't stay in the internship. So I told them I wanted to stay in. Even though I was on leave from work, I wanted to come in the evenings and do whatever projects. It was only like once a month that we had a mandatory meeting and whatever I needed to do I can do it at home they said sure so after my treatments were all over except for the hormone therapy that I was doing I went back to work I finished my internship I finished and got a job with everyone else because by the end of the school year I got my principalship we bought a new home my kids went on to college and my life went on What's your experience
0: been like along the way with nurses?
1: I have a sister who was an RN prior to becoming an attorney. So I have a lot of knowledge of what it takes to be a good nurse, and it's not an easy profession. Different people are different when they're sick, and when you're a nurse, you have to meet the needs of all of those people. How
0: about the nurses in the oncology office that you were dealing with, Dr. Vogel's office? Again, what did you see that you liked and maybe that you didn't like?
1: Well, the personalization at first, he was an Aventure. I knew all of the nurses, and Roger was the guy who would draw my blood every time I was there and when you're going through chemotherapy, you go on a more regular basis because I did the chemotherapy right out of his office, so they knew me, and they were very as i said compassionate and they would talk, and they would talk to my husband, you know, so made him feel comfortable. My husband went with me to every one of my treatments at Dr. Vogel's office. So,
0: How did this experience affect your relationship with your husband?
1: Going through cancer? I tell people all the time, if you're ever sick, my husband is the best person in the world to have. He's very nurturing like that. As I said, I'm the kind of person, like, when I'm not feeling well, just leave me alone. You know, I would get up to go to the bathroom. Where are you going? Do you need anything? I'll bring you something. Sit down. I'll do it. You know, you can't go to the bathroom for me. Or I'll bring you something. Do you want something to eat? So he's very nurturing. My husband's really good at that.
0: Did you find you got
1: closer? During that time? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Because he was there. And that's the way my husband is. So he wanted to go to all of my appointments with me. And he was there. And we spent a lot of time together.
0: How about your relationship with your children? How did they deal with this?
1: My son at the time was away in college, so he was very, very concerned for me. He was the oldest. He's the oldest of my children. And then the two girls were at home. I know that they feared that I was going to die. They wouldn't let me see that part. And then just my husband, too. He was like the protector. So your mom's going to be fine, you know. Your mom's going to be fine. You know, look at her and, you know, that that sort of thing. But I do know we spoke about that later on, especially for my youngest, because she was like the baby. And so she was afraid. And then I was afraid as well that I wouldn't be there for her to see her go through high school and then college. And, you know, you think about things like that. So I want to make sure that I, I was there for them. It's scary having any kind of diagnosis that's life-threatening. And cancer has always been that fearful disease that's out there that, you know, you're going to die. Once they cut you, they're going to close you back up and send you home so that you can die. And a lot of people who watched me, because I would get up, even when I went back to work, every single day, I would dress, I would put my heels on, you know, and I always wore nice suits and everything. I would go to work, and if I wasn't feeling well, no one knew that I wasn't feeling well. And I do believe your attitude and how you approach it means a lot.